This podcast is presented by Rabbi Peretz Muchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rabbi Peretz Podcast. I'm joined today with Miriam. Hello. Miriam is a returning guest. She's the voice <laughs> of the Rabbi Peretz Podcast. And whenever I think about inspiration, you are first. Actually, it's not inspiration. It's gratitude, I think, of you first. We had a, a full moon this just a night ago, and we love the full moons because we were both born in one. We always mention them, and this month was a very special one. It's Tu B'Shvat. This full moon, Tu B'Shvat means the 15th of the month, but this is the time where we think about the fruits of our labor, the fruits from the trees. We actually celebrate the trees and the fruits from our trees, and we had this uh, beautiful night with the kids, and one of the things the kids wanted was, everybody's got to write a gratitude list. I was like quelling. I was so happy. And the first thing always on my list is, I have gratitude for you. So, Aww. <laughs> true story. So thanks for coming on the podcast and uh, just having a conversation that everybody else can listen into. So on top of that gratitude list, what was very special for me was that the kids executed this. Like usually it's me and you really, you know, trying to get them to do something. And we walk into a room and everything's set up. There's a board of new fruit set up and papers and pens and and they did it all on their own. I guess you teach them when they're young and, and when they're older, they, you mean, know. you guess you're teaching. You've been teaching them. They, they, I mean, both of us, but you, you do a lot of the work. Uh, they look to you for a lot more strength than they do to me. It's well, it some, a, it was a beautiful way to, to be able to, to fell and have nachas. Really you have to explain how you got the kids to this point where they could on their own take on, cause you're right. We do think like, Oh, Tubishvat's coming or a holiday's coming. We have to do something with the community. We don't always think, what are we doing with our kids for it? They're just included. And I think that's maybe one of the big changes that's happened over the last couple of years is like because so much of our communal events has gone down, what's gone up is thinking about like what are we doing with the kids, at least for holidays community. We know what we're doing Sundays when they're off school or when there's breaks and things like that. But the holidays weren't necessarily centered around them the way it's become now we were and also letting their great jewish schools give them that that part of the the holidays yeah oh it's interesting like you're saying like for from your perspective like we weren't it wasn't that we were giving them less we were just relying on the schools more yeah it's not even relying like it's kind of sometimes it feels redundant if they're doing a tuba celebration at school why would we then mm. do it again at home you know like but it was amazing that our kids set up a whole Tubishvat event and and was centered around gratitude and fruit and just it was really special. And uh, I think that has a lot to do with the work you've put in the last couple of years with them. What what like stands out? Like what types of things you think you did that like really enabled them to 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 do this? I mean, they are those type of kids and they and they follow our lead on some level, so maybe they just watch us and do it. But can you nail something specifically that you feel like changed the culture in our house in that, that in that way for the better? Well, I think that they were always helping when we were doing community events. And so they're they're feeling a bit of a void of that and they're like, oh, let's let's still continue creating like Kaylee's like, I just want to make boards, you know, <laughs> she's really into You're the boards. Like charcuterie boards. Yeah. Like even when the, the that last, was a nice fruit board. No, the last community event we had on Hanukkah, she made all these cheese boards. So she just want, you know, she, they, 
Thank God they all have a little picture of her uh, fruit board on yeah. our gratitude list. Yeah. Um, no, she said, please do not discuss my list with your therapist. Oh, we're not going to discuss. <laughs> First not. of all, I'm not your therapist. But second of all, I definitely will not discuss her list. That was, uh, you know. But yeah, so I just think that they see they're utilizing this creative energy that they were inputting as well into community. And they're like, oh, we can still do this. And we definitely have a crowd. There's right. nine of us in this household these days. Oh, yeah. um, Nina's part of the crew these days, a toddler full on talking. You know, she's so it's a crowd. And they're like, wow, we're our own micro community. And, and it's beautiful to see because th those are the values we want them to have. And, and the fact that like we've spent a lot of time together over the past two years, you know, you think that, oh, they just don't want to be with one another, but they love each other. And they're like, OK, let's do these events for one another. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm very grateful, um, you know, looking at silver linings in life, just um, the way we've had to adjust parenting wise and and family wise. Like, you know, we really do have a big family having seven kids. It's a, it's a big responsibility. It's a lot of work. And I think being together as much as we have been. And like not being able to even go places for long stretches of time and really just being in the house. So many cultural things shifted the way we we uh, do more things together as a family. Um, there's less complaining about a lot of different things just because it sort of fits in. We're sitting together more for dinner. We're in the car together more going places. We we're, There's a better teamwork going on. And of course, there's many different ages and many different needs, so there's always some some uh, friction and some dynamic. But overall, I think our 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 direction is very strong from family wise, and I think that's a lot to do with you, you know, really, you know, digging into this to this uh, space, and you know, and really being able to 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 explore your motherhood on different levels. Well, it's definitely been a bit of an adjustment for me, because there's a part of me that definitely like. I grew up as a rabbi's daughter dedicated to community and then, you know, recommitted myself to that when I married a rabbi and and definitely family comes first. But it wasn't always like it wasn't always that practical with it because Shabbat was always dedicated to community. You know, like there were times where usually for a lot of people, our family time that was turned into community time. So. This is definitely like our Shabbos table. There's the kids have really created uh, a rhythm with it. Like they now have the chairs they sit in. They have like these are things that were were not values for us for a long time. Right. And now has become like something that that you've put a lot of effort into, like knowing that they have a certain respect for the Shabbos table, you know, like. Well, I, from from my side, it was just like. I'm going to take one meal on Shabbat, whether it's the night one or the day one, and I'm going to make sure that that meal, I, I'm not going to have guests, and I'm just going to focus in on them. Like, there, there's enough of them, and they're old enough that we don't need guests for a meal. We can actually, like embrace the the conversation and the and the and the intelligence of, of of this little micro community or tribe of ours so even now as we're starting to have guests again like i still make sure that the guests are per week are towards one meal and then i let all the kids know like okay tonight is not necessarily your focus but tomorrow's meal is all you guys like there's no one coming tomorrow and just them i i, I see that when they know that they know a specific meal is for them they engage so so deeply with it so 
that's new. That's beautiful. We used to have a little bit of guests on the smaller meals and then a lot of guests on the bigger ones. And, and, and it couldn't totally be about them. Maybe like late Chavez afternoon, we would all sit together and play games. It was really nice. But the meals. So the meal culture has been really special. Yeah. Yeah. Around the table like that, that experience, we've really upped our game. Could you believe we raised these two babies um, on top of our other five children? We had like a, a baby turn into a, a four-year-old and a literally birthed a child over the last couple of years who just turned two throughout all this chaos. How do you do it, Miriam? <laughs> it's been hard. I used to use museums as distractions all the time. Like all my kids yeah, we were, were, <laughs> were at museums all the time. And now it's out in nature it's at the park it's in you know it's in a backyard on a trampoline it's you know really sitting with the stillness and raising kids with more stillness is harder because the, <laughs> the other day i was home with with nina nina just turned nina's not even two yet and uh and nina like first took me to the trampoline she said trampoline and we went there then afterwards she said color Literally, like we sat and colored, and then afterwards she said snack, and we did snack, and then afterwards she was crabby, and I put her for a nap, and I was like, "What on earth? What a schedule!" You know. So you uh, you you did amazing, uh, and you're doing amazing. I mean, it's it really is. It has not been easy, but it's been fruitful, and maybe that's the theme of Tubishvat. It's been fruitful. It's been fruitful. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, listen, I've been thinking a lot about this concept of fruit with Tubishvat because. A lot of people growing up would say like, oh, Tubishvat, you plant a tree. And I'm like, actually, in our, in, if you look to the sources of it, it's actually about the first sprouting of what we planted earlier. And, and, and just the, the, the metaphor of the tree is so strong for the human being because it's about roots and it's about branches and reach. But then it's also about like how when it's its best self and its healthiest self, it like nurtures everything around it, whether it's literally cleaning our oxygen or whether it's giving us fruit, which give us pleasure. It's like the fruit aren't really giving us nutrition that we can't live without, but it is giving us immunity boost and pleasure instantaneously without effort. It's not like you have to cook your fruit in order to get the pleasure out of it, which is such a strong metaphor for like the time we're in. Like, yes, the seed is the most important. That's what blossoms and that's what carries all the potency. But having instant pleasure to remind you of the beauty in life and it's the type of pleasure that's not baseless. It's a pleasure that contains a seed. It contains real, like it provides something real to the universe beyond the pleasure. That's how you know your pleasure is good when it, when it also brings something positive to the world. It's not just your personal consumption. And then you put that all together and you have this Tubishvat holiday where we're eating fruit. It contains a deep message. It brings pleasure and it, it fulfills your desire for good capacity. And on top of it, it boosts your immunity because all good fruit has, you know, vitamin C's and different like that. If you, in the correct way, you're not even talking about, it's interesting, Tubishvat's not about berries and it's not about like other, no, it's about specifically trees like citrus and apples and, and pomegranates, like real Well, we got boosting. lucky this Tubishvat. Talk about citrus season beginning. When we first moved here, Parrots bought this little plant oh <laughs> that gosh. he's like i bought a tree we moved to la we're growing something new i bought a tree and that was four years ago we've been living here now for four years i've been complaining and, we and moved tree, already four times we brought this tree everywhere. in a bucket everywhere <laughs> where we've lived in la and um finally right it's before tuba shot it's a kumquat tree and there's kumquats <laughs> on it and guess what i said on? A kumquat. Kumquat. That's not, that's so good. that was like a great and 
you know, it definitely makes me think of my Byright days, tasting all the new fruit in the citrus season around this time. But like here, we have our own little uh, Byright in our backyard with our kumquat trees. So that, thank you, thank talk, you talk for about, forget, forget <laughs> that <thankfulness>. foresight. <laughs> what a what a like uh, thing to schlep this little bucket tree around. <laughs> Like waiting for it, like, is there anything here? You know, it's not that attractive. Like, it needs something. And then literally, when we moved here to this this last move, and I was like, oh my gosh, I think there's something growing. I think it's but I think it's finally ready. And you know, maybe there's more bees in this area. I don't know. Um, but uh, for it to start sprouting the kumquats and beautiful orange little things start producing from and this tree, and they're delicious. And they're delicious. Really, really wild to see that happen just around this time. And that's what I've been thinking about. A friend of mine recently texted me and was like, oh, tell me, give me something about Tubishvat. And I'm like, you know, Tubishvat has always, like, even last year I did, like, a Zoom Tubishvat event. And before that I used to do the Kabbalah of Tubishvat. And I'm like, maybe we just need to get to the straight up to the fruit, to the pleasure, to the carrying of, like, actual substance within pleasure and, like, reconnecting our, like, like I find, like, people – Obviously, we need pleasure. Without pleasure, there's what's what's the zest of life, and and there is this so source. You brought me on here to talk about pleasure. Is this? A... <laughs> I mean, we can. I guess we can go that direction. I'm talking about fruit. You know, yeah, you I'm being kidding. you I'm being kidding. the mama tree, <laughs> you being the mama tree that produces the fruit, uh, like you know the fruits of your labor. Uh, no pun there. That's just yeah. how it is. Yeah. So you know, but the, it it really works when there's something real there, and uh, you've you've instilled real quality into these kids and into our home that's allowed them to take the lead on this holiday on this concept i thought was just like beyond the metaphor you know it was like it's like our lives are imitating so many of our values and and it's hard it's not so easy right it's not so easy there are many days where i'm like uh what right even with all the wisdom and with all the values it's still when it comes down to there's reality and you got to make things happen in reality and that's uh, that takes work. Yeah. So yeah. what's what's we're, in uh, it. we're deep in it. So what's like uh, the last little bit like being present about all this work? Like anything new show up for you beyond just all this this current moment of Tubishvat? Like any no, new? It po- might be cliche, but like we talk about roots all the time. So like I know you're talking about the fruit and the pleasure, but on the daily, like I'm like, okay, where are my roots? Where am I living? What is going on here? And I've actually, my roots are being present, like that, like being here in the here and now, standing firm or sitting where I am, that's, that's my Mm. roots, like being in the present moment and being able to, and enjoy that stillness, even though it's a very loud stillness wherever I am, but it's still a stillness. So it's, I'm, I'm appreciating that and I'm kind of surrendering to it and, and, but with, with joy, you know, like it's, it's really nice to be able to just feel good and okay with where I am right now. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm not naturally happy where I am. I'm happy for what I'm doing. I'm happy for for like the effort and the, you know, like the culture I'm a part of and what I'm contributing. Like I'm happy, but there, I wouldn't say that it's not an internal thing. I think what, what bring, I think I, I'm a joyous person. I think you are too, but I think what brings out the joy to its, to its full capacity for me is way more active. And, and, uh, and although I, I 
for me, I have to you're, make you're time a for stillness. Kind of guy, you know. <laughs> but I but I have to create, right? I've I've done a lot of yoga the last year, and that is all about like trying to bring stillness to my life. It's almost like I'm trying to get to your speed by incorporating a new practice for myself. And, uh, and, uh, I think that's been, a been its own journey and like realizing that I used to think like, oh, I'm a New Yorker. She's a Californian. We're on different speeds, but it's actually evolved for me where I don't think we're on different speeds. I think we're all, we're on the same speed. We have the same program. We have the same goals. We're very in tune with those things, but we have like this desire to find our joy that we already have in different ways. So I'm finding it through an active space, more of like a New Yorker, and you're finding it more of Californian in stillness. And I think now we're trying to meet there, especially after the last couple of years, like we're we're more actively working on that stillness together. Like I wouldn't say your stillness was less than my and my uh, than my activeness or my active was a better version. But I think I thought there was a bit of a tug of war, and I see now that that the tug of war was within myself <laughs> and like we're actually both need to find equally stillness and equally, you know, um, let's call it external, you know, effort with the fruits as we're talking about. And that's been like these, these are real adjustments that I think we've been half having to work on the last couple of years, which I find, I find beautiful. I find very important. I'm, I'm lucky to work with you on this. And uh, that's what this time has brought a lot to me as far as my parenting and my hu- being a husband and, partner and like it's given me the time to focus less on what the rabbi uh career feels like and looks like and focus more on what the what the parent and the husband and the partner and the friendship looks like well great it's been great i'm I'm processing live time with you over here (laughs) it's been great it's been great okay good i'm happy here here. i'm here i'm right here yeah you're right here rooted um still (laughs) well the roots, the roots are, are, are part of it. And, um, you know, I think finding the roots within yourself is really, is really what makes roots strong, right? You can't like say like, I'm rooted by, because I have kids or I'm rooted because I have a good career. Well, on, on one of the lists, one of our kids wrote being my own best friend. Ooh. And that was actually the best line of the night. They all wrote beautiful things, but on two one of them wrote being my own best friend. And I think that's that's roots. Like when you're rooted within within self and have your core, like that's that gave me, you know. It was very special insight. to hear that. It yeah, gave me insight. I'm glad you brought that up. It's really special for was special for me to hear that because we that's one of the things we try to teach these kids so much. Like you always be with yourself. You'll be around different people and different environments and different circumstances, but you gotta live with yourself. And you have to learn to really love yourself. And what is love yourself? Enjoy being around yourself, not being annoyed by yourself. Like all the things you would say about a best friend or a lover, like learning to say that about yourself is is very hard. And it's not it's not like it's easier for children or adults. So, but the idea that we keep bringing it up, um, it's funny. The main reason to me why it was always a subject in our house was because the kids know we're all we're Chabad Hasidim. But then they see other parents and they and they're like, well, you guys are weird, you know, like everybody else is dressed somewhat uh, similar and has a similar culture. And, you know, the world seems to things fit in. And then you have this guy and this woman and they're like, just like, we never know what's coming. And we're just like, well, we actually are very into ourselves. And and even if that sounds narcissistic, it's it's definitely not from an ego it's from a like i have to live with myself i really believe that living with myself is the most important factor 
And that's where my choices come from, my free choice, my ability to express. It's all because, like, I'm trying to be in touch with myself. And uh, and to see some of the kids start picking up on that, like, they have to be themselves. It's like, it's not from the world. It's not from television. It's not from school. It's not from, it's not from anything. It's literally because of the house culture. Yeah, and people have been worried that the pandemic changed me because I've been wearing contacts a lot and haven't had my, like, fun glasses on all the time because when you're wearing a mask, glasses are really hard to wear. Yeah. They fog up. So I've been wearing contacts a lot, and they're like, have you lost your unique look? I'm like, no, I'm good. It's pain just, in the neck. You know, but... I'm telling you. Don't worry. I'm still going to use self-expression within, you know, my fashion and glasses to... to you think we have a shelf life on self-expression? You think at some point we got to let the kids, you know, flex a little bit? I don't know. Yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll they be have fine. enough space. They have enough space and swag at yeah. this point. They'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I, anything else you want to tell anyone? You want to talk about anything else? I think we're good. Yeah, good? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like, a, you know, like a quick uh, conversation, a little, a little what's it. going on. It's timely. It's too bishwadi. Yeah. Okay, love good. It. We'll have you on any time, by the way. Whatever <laughs> you want. I'm you know? here. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, I uh, many years ago, I used to give a, a weekly Facebook Live class. Right when Facebook Live came out, I was doing it every week for a couple of years. If you want to scroll down my Facebook, you could still find the archives. And and every and I, I yeah, the audience grew and then it plateaued in just what it was. One week I couldn't do it and I was like, Miriam, you gotta take over. She's like, ah, oh. she took over. You like smashed every record of like watching ever. And I was like, you know, people just wanna hear you. They do. Yeah, but it's also like it was once in a blue moon. So it, oh, you you're know. saying that's you're the secret? Good. Yeah. No, don't sell yeah. yourself short. It's it's <laughs> you. They they love your energy. Okay, I'll come back on soon. Okay, great. But... Great. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it more. Uh well, uh, thank you, Miriam, for coming on. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. And uh, have a wonderful rest of your week. Please rate us on Apple, say hi on Insta, and uh, feel free to be Ali Adi, Shepem Party, Venice Mechavinagil.